Accepting and embracing our sensitive natures is not always easy. For Bill Allen, it took almost 10 years. But today, he's here to share with us how he found a confidence in his ability to connect with other people and express and utilize his sensitive qualities. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. With me, I have William Allen, who's asked me to call him Bill. So, hello, Bill, and welcome. I'm so glad to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. It's great, great to be talking with you. Yeah, you too. And we met because you mentioned you have written a couple of books about what it feels like or what it means to be a sensitive man. So I hope you're going to share a bit about that with us today. Oh, yeah, most, def most definitely will. Oh, Absolutely. that's good. But feel free to start out and tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you perceive the world as a sensitive. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a great segue into this. I was just thinking about this before we started talking, um, you know, there are quite a few highly sensitive people in the world, even though we're a small percentage by numbers, we're a fairly large group. Yeah. Um, each one of us is individual. Each mm -hmm. one of us has unique experiences and so forth. But I think we all kind of share one thing in common for sure. And that is that we see the world through a sort of the same kind of lens or prism that high sensitivity brings to us. Yeah. It has those characteristics that Dr. Aaron always talks about, mm -hmm. uh, the four main characteristics. And we all share that same sort of experience. And I think that's the relatable point that we all yeah. have with each other is that even though our lives are different, even though our experiences are different, our, you know, our backgrounds are different, and even our genetics are different. Yeah. We still share the world through that lens. And I, mm. I think that's amazing. It's amazing how easily it is to talk to somebody who's highly sensitive and you get a rapport going with them almost right off the bat. Yes. Um, but anyway, I, I didn't discover that I was highly sensitive. When I, when I say discover, I always mm. knew growing up, yeah. and I'm in my mid 60s now. I always knew there was something different about me. And mm -hmm. certainly people did not hesitate and telling me that I was too <laughs> sensitive or too moody or, yes, you know, too yep. whatever, yep. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, at times. Um, so I knew there was something different about me, mm -hmm. but I went through most of my life, um, you know, thinking there was something different about mm -hmm. me, but I was trying to always fit in and get, you know, yeah. have uh, some place where I felt like it was my, my own. Mm. even though I always felt a little bit different. Yeah. And I didn't really find out about high sensitivity until I was almost 50 years old and mm -hmm. uh, read Dr. Aaron's book, Highly Sensitive Persons. And yeah. that was an eye opener for me. Mm. It yeah. was like, as I was reading chapter after chapter, I kept going, yep, that's me. Yep. That's me. That's <laughs> Ticking so all the boxes. Checking all the boxes off. So, so mm. uh, easy to do. But as a man, and this is mm. kind of the difficult thing I, I'm finding in, in my yeah. talks with other highly sensitive men is mm. trying to reconcile those sensitive traits 
to what we were socialized to believe what a man was supposed to be. That masculine, almost distant, unemotional, stoic Mm. warrior, totally logical, never intuitive kind of person. And boys don't cry. And and boys don't cry. Boy, that's probably the number one message. And you know what I was thinking about this, uh, even before we're talking, I was Mm -hmm. thinking about this this morning, that one of the things that makes it so difficult, I think, for highly sensitive men to Mm -hmm. grasp this concept that it's okay, and that it's a good thing, and it's a gift, is that very often as children, we're shamed into believing that if you Mm -hmm. are like highly sensitive people are, emotional, or you're deeply thoughtful, or you get overwhelmed and overstimulated, you don't know what to do with it, um, or just because of the sensory information you pick up from from the Mm -hmm. world around you, that there's something not masculine about that. And Mm -hmm you start getting shamed about it. Mm -hmm. Those are happening to you when you're very young, when you don't have the capacity as a child to to think, well, that's just one person's opinion. Mm -hmm. That's really not me. I'm, you know, whatever. And I love me for who I am. You're taking this in thinking that they're telling you the truth. Yes. So that shaming becomes a boundary Mm. for a lot of men to cross over to accept their high, highly sensitive nature, right? Yeah. And their high sensing nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was no different. So here I was in my early 50s, um, reading about high sensitivity. This is probably in somewhere around 2000s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, I read it, it made sense to me, but yeah. I could not embrace it. I couldn't accept oh. it. I kept mm-hmm. telling myself, you know, that's yeah. all great, but I don't like the idea of being called a sensitive man, you know, I was, I was no. pushed back. And yeah, it was, there was all the, the that, understanding and then the emotion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was all that, that emotional stuff you were talking about there. Yeah. It happened when I was a kid. Yeah. That that's not good for a man to be that way. It's not masculine for a man to be that way. So it took about 10 years for me yeah. to really get to the point where mm-hmm. I could say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to accept this about myself. I'm going to yeah. embrace it and I'm going to be proud of it. Yeah. And I started writing a blog in around 2016 or so about my questions about mm. being a man and being a sensitive man. And yeah. that I, you know, I have more questions that I had answers for. So I just <laughs> kept writing and doing research and so forth. Yeah. And a couple of years into that, I, um, had enough material, I thought, and I wanted I wanted to write a book. I wanted mm-hmm. to write something that I could share, particularly with younger men who yeah. are struggling with this notion, maybe, of being mm-hmm. sensitive mm-hmm. In, in their masculinity, and sort of as an older man reaching out and to, to discuss it. So the first book I had was about that. It was about my observations about life as a highly sensitive person. Yeah. And that kind of led me up to where I am now. I had lived my life as a corporate manager. I worked for a large bank mm-hmm. in information technology, which yeah. is a, a field that is not what I would call sensitive. <laughs> no, that's it's not my impression. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's anything but. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was able to manage to, to, to um, do well in it. I wasn't real thrilled about being there. That wasn't really what I would consider a calling for me, but it was something I could do and 
helped me get my family raised and all that kind of stuff. And then I decided to retire from that and go exploring and trying to find a different path. So the blog and the book and now, you know, doing speaking uh, for highly sensitive men and engaging with highly sensitive men, that's become where I've my energy is going into now. So that's kind of my story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And, and I'm still stuck on something you said right at the beginning that as highly sensitive, it's typically easy to find a rapport. And, and I was thinking that maybe that's because we've been so starved feeling different and alone than when we finally meet someone who recognizes us. That's, that's one of the things I remember from reading um, Dr. Aaron's book. It was like, oh my God, she's describing me. Yes. And, and I think that one thing is as a woman, it's slightly more acceptable, I guess, to be, oh, she's just a little sensitive or she's a little emotional or dramatic or whatever. But I can only imagine that as for a man that it has an extra level of expectance from other people and as you said this the shame and how we're taught that real men behave so i i'm curious to know how how you have been met i bet there's a lot of younger men out there who find a lot of comfort knowing that they're not alone Absolutely. You know what's true about that too. It's as I'm as I'm you know starting this journey and I'm mm-hmm. meeting lots of highly sensitive men of all age groups. Mm-hmm. Is that the younger men are more open to the idea mm-hmm. that the old traditional masculine role that men have played mm-hmm. may not be the best role for men yeah. to be playing at this time in, mm. in our history. Mm-hmm. That what men do now versus what they did, my father did and, yeah. and my grandfather and so forth did, is completely different today. And so there has been a natural shift? Is that what you're experiencing? I, I think it's happening. It's almost like the crust under the earth, on the earth, right? Mm. It's According to plate tectonics, it's always moving. Well, mm. you know, it's imperceptible sometimes, unless you're in mm. an earthquake, mm-hmm. um, that that's going on. And I think that's happening now. There is a shift that's taking place, mm-hmm. especially when uh, Generation Z and millennial uh, aged uh, young people and young men are much more open to this idea of let's Let's mm-hmm. look at masculinity. Maybe we need to redefine what masculinity means. And that is giving me great hope because I, yeah. a lot of men my age are set in the way they, yeah. are, they feel about masculinity. And yeah. even highly sensitive men my age struggle with this dichotomy of what I'm supposed to be versus what I am and being who you truly are versus being what the world and society expects from you. And so that's kind of a push-pull with them. They're Mm -hmm. constantly struggling with that. And I think that's one of the reasons why, especially with the Facebook groups and other gatherings online of Mm -hmm. sensitive people, that it's disproportionately female versus male, Mm -hmm. because men are more reluctant to step up and say, you know, I'm highly sensitive and, 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 and so forth. And maybe it's the word, maybe that's 
the problem, it but I really be. think there's more to it. I think that they're afraid. I mean, you, you, you've got the word sensitive and it has all these connotations yeah. that people have, have, have said, you know, and I've seen them too, mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily positive, yeah. but it's, it's, it's everything underneath that. It's the stuff that makes highly sensitive people what they are. It's the emotional part yeah. of it, how we deeply feel about things. Mm -hmm. It's how we deeply process information. Sometimes we don't make decisions right away because we really get down in the weeds with stuff and yes. really try to process it very deeply. Yeah. Uh, it's the overstimulation that mm -hmm. doesn't have con connotations that are positive for men because men are supposed to always be in control. Yeah. But see, that's where the problem is too is that the expectations that we have of men is not being not being able to be emotional mm -hmm. or be aware of their emotions and not be able to be vulnerable, to, mm -hmm. to ask for help, right? Yeah. Men are supposed to have all the answers and they're supposed to be protectors and they're supposed to be all these things, which yeah. are wonderful ideas in principle, but in practice, they're hard to do. Yes, they can um, become exhausting trying to live up to something that's so against our nature. Yes. Absolutely. So anyway, I, I, I'm hoping that the more we talk about it, and there's some great books that are being written right now, have been written recently last year um, about being highly sensitive as a male. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I hope more and more men step up and either write blogs or get involved and write books yeah. uh, with the experience part of it in mind. Because I think there's a you know, when you're talking about the science behind high sensitivity, everybody, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, applies mm -hmm. to everybody, right? And so we all have that kind of grounding. If you've been around um, and read Dr. Aaron's books or you've mm -hmm. read her blogs or you just generally have been talking with other HSPs, yeah. you'll know what those things are. Mm -hmm. But what would be, what's really helpful is to have these experiential books, these books about my life experience this is yeah. how i did things and this is how i got through and this is because that becomes the relatable content yes that exactly. other men can say you know what mm -hmm. that was my experience too and mm -hmm. you know the funny thing Trina, is that, that the idea is that i don't care what culture you come from whether you're you know in europe or whether you're in the uh, north america whether you're in asia there's very similar experiences about this masculinity versus being highly sensitive that I have seen across the board. So there it's, there's a universal sort of yeah. angst, I think, amongst men about admitting and, and, and coming up and saying, look, I'm a highly sensitive person. Yeah. Talking about experiences and relatability, do you have any examples from your own life of situations where you found that courage or or had had enough or whatever and and stood up and said here i am and i'm sensitive or i need more time to think about this in a in a personal relationship well as of certainly the last 10 years or so i have mm -hmm. really been more open about this and been mm -hmm. more um straight forward and, and discussing it in relationships with people that I had uh, in which I talk to them and tell them that I'm a sensitive person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when I was writing the book, people were asking me, well, what are you up to lately? And I said, well, I'm yeah. working on a book and they want to know what the book was about. And I would mm -hmm. find myself 
ready to start talking about it. And the little thing inside of me says, that's going to be difficult to explain that you're a sensitive man. But you know what? I pressed on and I did. And when you start talking and speaking Mm -hmm. from your true authentic self, the confidence comes, the, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the self-assurance comes Mm -hmm. and very often because of your collective experiences in life, the words come out, they're spontaneous. And the more I speak about it, the more I talk about this, I find that my um, uh, confidence in speaking about this grows and it comes across to people because then they go, well, you know what? I relate to that too. And it's a kind of a mutual thing where we're Mm -hmm. kind of feeding off each other at that point, because I'm now feeling like I'm not the only person in the world that has these feelings. I'm not the only man who has these Mm -hmm. feelings. It's good to hear other men talk about that. So sort of generally speaking, I have a specific example, but generally Mm -hmm. speaking, that's what I've been noticing is that stepping out in my, uh, uh, you know, going out and talking about Mm -hmm. high sensitivity has made me more confident in myself as a highly sensitive man, as a highly sensitive person. And I think that's probably true for most of us. Yeah, probably. And that's a beautiful side effect, isn't it? Oh, yes. yes. Gaining that confidence. And, and I believe that when we have the courage to be vulnerable, that holds a space for others to show up as, as themselves as well, even yes. if they're not necessarily sensitive. But, but being in front of someone who's open and calm and confident and shares how they feel, it lowers our guard somehow, I find and can create a connection. But you mentioned a specific example, if you if you like. Uh, well, I want to just quickly follow mm-hmm. up with what you're saying there. It's like, yeah, I, I think that's why highly sensitive men, particularly, just to follow up that point you just made, mm-hmm. can be great role models for other men who Absolutely. are yeah. perhaps not as sensitive, mm-hmm. um, but who needs to see how this works, mm. you know, like you said, to be authentic and open. And we are like that. And we're we're yeah. kind of like, okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk. And we have this great sense of empathy about us. Mm-hmm. And I think people attach to that immediately when they yeah. see that. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's, I think really where HSPs can really shine, especially HSP mm. men. Yeah and talking to other men as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, just an example from work, when I was working, I there was uh, one of the things I did uh, in working in information technology the way I did. And mm-hmm. I find ironically, a lot of highly sensitive people I've met have either worked in information technology or are working in it now. Yeah. And it seemed to be a field that would really appeal to us. But I guess there mm-hmm. is some elements to it that really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But I found that the thing that I did best in that, and this is where I stood out, is I took great pride. I managed a staff of tech, technical programmers and uh, systems engineers and so forth, who are generally very bright people and sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit too mechanical because of their, their, yes. the way they have to look at things. Everything's got to be logical. Yeah. But they related to me as a manager because I cared about what they 
their back, you know, I cared about what was going on with them. When we had yeah. one-on-ones, I talk about if they had, you know, things mm-hmm. going on with their family. I wanted them to feel like they could talk to me yeah. because I really truly believed in work-life balance. I really believe mm-hmm. that you have, you know, so much time that you can devote to work and then the rest of the time needs to be your time. Yeah. Especially when you can't just shut off and switch right. when you go home. Exactly. And a lot of these guys couldn't do that because we had, uh, you know, the access from home so they could, they could log in and do work uh, and so forth. Yeah. So I had to make sure that they knew that you don't have to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain times you have to call in because of the outages and things like that. But for the most part, don't live your life here. You know, you have a family, you have, you know, kids yeah, or grandkids yeah. or whatever. Live, live your life too. Mm-hmm. And that was a good thing for me. That's was going against the grain for many of the managers there. They, they yeah. were more about performance and about getting work done and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was more of the soft skill stuff. And that was really one of my proudest moments of being yeah. highly sensitive person in an environment where that's probably not the top thing that they're looking for. <laughs> they're looking for uh, IT managers, but it is important. It's very important Absolutely. to be able to relate, yeah. especially in a corporate environment. So that was, that was probably my example. Yeah. And I can only imagine that how that must have been been good to have someone on their side, someone who who had that spaciousness about them to actually encourage having a life and and taking care of family and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something. I mean, that's I think that's a natural HSP trait it's Mm -hmm. you know it was just me but it was something as an hsp that's the thing that drove me i could sense when they were feeling disconnected from their families Mm -hmm. they were disconnected from uh their personal lives um and by paying attention to that kind of stuff which i hsps tend to naturally do yeah little things the subtle things yeah then you can get out there and you can make, uh, as, as a manager, you can say, Absolutely. okay, you need to take some time off. You know, why don't you go to your family mm-hmm. somewhere and go do something fun? Yeah, that's actually a really good point that as managers, that is, is an especially valuable quality to be able to see people in detail and strengths and weaknesses as well, probably. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, that that you know that I it, it served me pretty well. I mm-hmm. um, in terms of my relationships with my staff and with my peers and even with my managers. Yeah. Um, and so, even though that was the best part of the job for me, mm-hmm. it was the people part of it. Yeah. Um, I at some point, the corporate grind just wore me down after yeah. many many years, and mm-hmm. and that's why at the end I kind of went to my manager and said, look, I, can you, can you bridge me to retirement? Let me get out. And I want to start doing some things that I need to do. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that I had someone who was understanding that way and was able to do that. So, yeah, it, mm. it's, it's challenging sometimes to be in a, a, a corporate situation like that, but it, yeah. it certainly can be done. And I think we can, we need to be there in corporate world, in the corporate world to bring our HSP sensibilities into 
what very often could be this kind of drive, 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 and yeah. uh, seeing only the bottom line and getting mm-hmm. work done and whatever. And the fact that we're all people that we're working together, that, that sometimes gets missed. Yeah. I like to think that more and more big companies are becoming aware that there is a bit more to leadership than just making people do their jobs. Right. And, and I'm very happy that you shared your example because I hope that encourages other sensitives men and female to to try you know to allow themselves to be who they are because as you said that builds a kind of of confidence that we might not expect up front because most of us are probably raised feeling different or even wrong as as you explained with shaming so making that shift and and realizing that people actually react positively when we open up i hope more people get to experience that absolutely and i you know I, like i said the things that come naturally to highly sensitive people mm-hmm. are things like that relatability thing with yeah. other people i know i here's a concern I have Um, a a lot of highly sensitive people are parroting back what they've heard their whole lives about being Mm, sensitive that it's that it's a negative thing that it's a Mm -hmm. weakness that it's frail and so they see sensitivity sometimes in that light and what I would like to share with people is this idea that there are challenges being sensitive yes of course Mm -hmm. there are yeah but there are so many gifts that you can provide. Just the thing you talked about right there, being able to relate to people within a corporate yeah. environment, within yeah. any kind of social environment or with a community yeah. is one of our greatest qualities mm. that being able to be empathetic and to be able to connect with somebody at a very intimate level and Absolutely. share with mm. them and then share with us. That's what, I think as a whole, we're, we're good at doing those kind of things, but we don't give ourselves credit for that. And that's part of this idea mm-hmm. of shifting the notion that sensitivity has these sort of pejorative connotations in, yeah. in culture, especially in Western culture, mm-hmm. and, and shifting it to something positive about let's take these gifts and let's use them the way nature intended for us to do, mm-hmm. yeah. which is to be sort of that I think Dr. Aaron says the priestly advisors, the wise counselors, the, the people who are, are cautionary and people who advise the rest of civilization about things. You don't have to do it at a global level. You could do it at a small level. But Absolutely. the idea is be yeah. proud of who you are and, and, yeah. and be proud of being sensitive. It's not a disorder. It's not a dysfunction. No. No. It's a wonderful gift. And I bet most people... They might not even have noticed, but sensitive people, friends and family come to them with problems, typically, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe that's a place to start, to notice how people seek you out to ask for advice or, or, you know, just air some thoughts with you because they know that you have a sympathetic ear and has their back. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And that's so true. And, 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 and in doing so, what, what you're, what you're going to find is that, that it is natural for you to do that. It's natural to be kind of the helper person. Yeah. Um, and again, this idea that we need to build confidence within highly sensitive people, that being sensitive is a good thing. It's a yeah. positive thing. Yeah. Uh, the other things that we see as challenges, all that stuff can be managed if you are aware of it, if you are mindful mm -hmm. of it, if you learn yeah. how to do things like how to calm your mind down and how to, to, to regenerate energy within yourself. Those are all the teachable things. These are all learnable things that you can learn to manage that part of it. Absolutely. But the other part is just natural. You just get out there and, and you know, people mm. want to talk to you because yes. they know that you're, you've got a sympathetic ear. Yeah. Yes, that's really, that's really good advice, I find. And a, and a place that's not too big a leap to start. Yes. So these things you talk about, building the confidence and our role in society and, and among people, are those things in your books as well? Can people find more advice? And yes, yes. The, the the first, like I said, the first book I wrote, which Confessions of a Sensitive Man, mm. is about my experiences. So there is a lot of, I hope, a relatable material yeah. in there uh, about being sensitive. And you don't have to be a man to to read it because uh, the characteristics go across the yes. both genders. Um, and there are some things in there where I suggest uh, through my observations, but the second mm -hmm. book, the one that just recently came out is called on being a sensitive man. Yeah. And again, it's not just the things in there, not just for men, uh, but it was kind of geared for that. Um, yes. Has more of a kind of a, I like to call it like a trail guide, you know, mm. it's, it's it's if you're walking a trail and you've never been on the trail before yeah and you want to know a little bit about the trail so you know what to look for and what to look out for and things like that then yeah. that's kind of what this book is it's more like a trail guide for that it's advice um in a, in a somewhat general sense but i think it's it's the advice about taking care of yourself mm -hmm. uh, and about being happy and confident as a highly sensitive person Oh, I love the sound of that. Thank you so much for your work. I, you. I really think that is all we need, just someone to understand us and encourage us. And I hope that with that, and, and maybe even things just naturally, as you said, moving in the right direction, the, the, the subtle tectonic shifts, that we might be heading to a future with more room for sensitive people of both genders. Absolutely. I, I firmly believe that. I think that's the one thing that I get up every morning and I think that that's, we're moving towards that direction. I think highly sensitive people will be a big part of that. Yes. Um, and there'll be others, of course, mm -hmm. uh, but we can be leaders in, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, even in our highly sensitive ways, we can be yeah. thought leaders and we can be influencers and we can be advisors. And there's lots of, lots of roles we can take on. Um, and much of that is just naturally us being us. I love that because that's the best job in the world, isn't it? Being Absolutely. who you are. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for being here and sharing 
your story and your work with us. I Thank will... you so much. Mm. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. And I I want to make sure that you send me your links and your uh, for your books and where people can find you if they want to continue this conversation. Absolutely. And I would encourage people, uh, and I will send you the links and so forth. You can put mm -hmm. them on the um and the uh, Show podcast. Notes. But, yeah. yeah, but uh, the sensitive man is my website, the sensitive man it's dot com. It's it's mm -hmm. one the long word. Yeah. But I would encourage people who have any questions or want to create a dialogue with me to please do so. I enjoy uh, answering emails and talking to people and so forth. It's always good to reach out and make connections. It is indeed. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. Thank you. This was Bill Allen talking to Trine about sensitive superpowers. I hope you enjoyed listening in.